TikTok is one of the apps that a lot of teens are getting into these days, and one Winnipeg doctor decided to use the app to help educate Manitoba's young people. I'm Taylor Brock. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Gigi Osler. Now she is an ENT surgeon here in Winnipeg. Dr. Osler, why TikTok? There is a lot of COVID-19 information and a lot of public health information that is out there and a lot that's being released every day. Um, And along with that, some misinformation. And so I been listening to um, some of the press conferences and hearing how recently in Manitoba, some of the, the age groups, people in their 20s and 30s, uh, were a lot of the, the new COVID cases. And I was thinking of ways to help share that important public health messaging about COVID-19, especially here in in Manitoba. And uh, I'm on social media. So I'm on uh, Instagram, I'm on Twitter. And earlier in the spring, like around March, I started a TikTok account, again, actually with the TikTok account to help share some of the public health messages. And so in the spring, a lot of my messaging on TikTok was just, you know, how to wash your hands. And you know, with more and more Canadians getting the news from social media, I've wanted to use those platforms to help share these important public health messages. So started to um, do videos on TikTok, which I, when I figured out how to you know, make some more um informative videos and by TikTok standards really they're not particularly um, viral they're not I don't dance and you know there's no lip syncing but I, I wanted to find a way to use those videos to deliver those important public health updates to um, people who don't watch the daily um, press conferences or the, or the press conferences with Dr. Rusin, or who might not be reading newspapers or watching TV newscasts. And so I thought it's a nice way to get the message out there. You have to be very concise in your messaging because at most the videos are 60 seconds long on TikTok and it's visual. So you can put some graphics on there, but you have to be very focused in your message. Um, And honestly, I'm both surprised and heartened to see some of those videos be shared and spread because if people are seeing the messages and if we're keeping the pandemic on top of everybody's mind and if we're encouraging people to um, listen to the news and listen to the public health messages, I think it all has to add up to helping Manitoba um, get our cases back down so that we don't have to um, go into lockdown again. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yesterday's video, you talked about being concerned about the healthcare system and making sure we aren't mm-hmm. overwhelming it. Um, why do you think this was a message you wanted to portray to young people? Well, there's so much information out there that I think sometimes we start to tune it out. 
And I can speak for myself at the start of the pandemic, I was looking up information all over the place and looking at cases in Canada and around the world. And more recently, I've started to focus on my hometown, Winnipeg, and my home province of Manitoba, and trying to think, what can I do to help keep us safe and healthy? And when you look at COVID-19, it's a completely new virus to the human body. So we have no innate protection from it. And in Winnipeg and around the world, there are a few lines we don't want to cross and, and healthcare system capacity is one. I think we have seen the images from the spring of hospitals and regions and countries overwhelmed by people sick with COVID-19. And in the early days, Spain and Italy and New York City came come into mind. And that's one thing that I think is concerning for anybody who works in healthcare. And there's this line of capacity that um, you'll hear our healthcare leaders talk about. And it's hard to understand what that capacity is unless you're in in healthcare, and and that capacity is intensive care unit beds, staff to work in those beds and in the the hospital, hospital beds, ventilators, and then the staff. And it, it, we're hearing some early indicators that. Um, we haven't crossed the threshold, but certainly the healthcare system is starting to feel that strain. So I think today we're at 83 people in hospital. I think yesterday was at 80. So the number of people in hospitals going up. The more people that are in ICU uh, with COVID means that the ICU beds are starting to fill up. And the reason my video talked about capacity is often people don't know what are the hard numbers. And there's some you know, flexibility in those numbers. Other units within uh, hospitals can be used as ICU beds, but it's not an unlimited number. So the more people that wind up in hospital, the more people could wind up in ICU. And we're hearing more and more of uh, about healthcare workers who are either off sick or um, self-monitoring because they've had an exposure. And that takes people out of the healthcare system. So I wanted to be able to provide people with what are the numbers that our government is watching um, as, as a sign of how strained the healthcare system is. And we're not at a time to panic and we're not at a time to lose hope. But we really are at a time when it's time to really get serious and really start to heed some of the public health advice so that we can start to turn those numbers around over the next few weeks. Well, that was the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was about not losing hope, because I think a lot of people are feeling that right now. Exactly. And, you know, I I don't want people to lose hope and I don't want people to panic because when you lose hope and when you panic um, it's hard to think clearly it's hard to enjoy our life it's hard to you know be able to find any sense of peace or joy and I totally 
totally understand that. And my message, I'm hoping the message that's coming across is not to lose hope and not to panic and to understand that a lot of those things that we do in our day-to-day life will have an impact on the spread of the virus. So I, I agree with public health and I'm encouraging people to wear a mask. And I'm agree that if we can cut down on the number of people in our social circle. And if we do see people indoors in an enclosed space, try to keep that two meter physical distancing. And especially if anybody has symptoms, please get tested for COVID and then stay home until you get your test results. Um, because Dr. Rusin was pointing out stories of people who um, had known they had COVID or had symptoms, went out, and then others got sick from coming into contact with that person. So it may seem like small things, but I think individually, if we can each do some of those small things and follow the public health advice, we can start to turn our numbers around. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to chat with me about this. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, you are welcome and stay safe. I'm, I'm a Manitoban and I love this province. We've got uh, our long, cold winter coming. And just like everybody else, I want us to be able to enjoy it without having to worry about COVID. So, you know, let us worry about it. I want people to, you know, be able to send their kids to school and keep businesses running. And and I, I really think if we can just not lose hope, don't panic, keep following some public health advice, we can turn things around.